Sweet Derek, are we live? We are live. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, this is The Naturals Pod. Hey, Condor. Hey, Uncle Kyle. Are you tired of all these generic energy drinks packed full of artificial ingredients and garbage? You know what? I am. You need to give W a try. My favorite flavor, Dragonade, is a delicious mix of dragon fruit and pink strawberry lemonade. Each 30-serving tub comes packed with vitamins, minerals, nootropics, and clean caffeine. And if you use our code THENATURALS10, you get 10% off your whole order. Is that THENATURALS10? That's right, in all capitals. I never feel tired or jittery with W on my side. Zero sugar, zero artificial colors, never any hidden ingredients. The Naturals 10 gets you 10% off your entire order. Dubby, be better. Welcome to this episode of the Naturals Podcast. I'm Uncle Kyle, seated to my right, as always. Sweet Derek, the producer. What's up, everybody? So I was reminiscing, and uh, Sweet Derek and I were talking about some old stories with friends. And if you are a fan of wings, this is like a weird aside. I'm going off on a tangent right here. If you're a fan of wings, best wings in Vegas, I'm endorsing it right now. Uncle Kyle endorsement, Wing King. It's off of Flamingo in the 215. Wing King, amazing wings. Not sponsored by? Not sponsored by. We don't need a sponsorship. Just shout out Wing King. I love the food. Uh, Brittany, one of the owners, super sweet gal. Love your guys' food. So they used to rent a kitchen out of a bar that was deep, deep on the east side. It was off of like Sahara and Pecos called Shooters. I don't even know if this bar is still open. Um, Not a great area of town, but for the wings, I'm making the drive. So at the time, me, my buddy Steve, shout out Steve, Carlos, and I think Tommy, uh, Went to Shooters specifically to get the wings, have a couple beers, and then they got hey, they have a little area with pool tables, shoot a little pool, have a little fun. So we get there, we get our food, we eat. Uh, this guy at the bar, I'm not sure if this is inappropriate anymore, so this might get cut, or if it makes the video, ha ha ha. Back in school, when we were back in high school, when you did this to somebody, I don't know if you can see below the knee. Did we frame that up that way, uh, Sweet Derek, or... Okay, this, don't cancel me, if you did that below the waist, and you had to do it creatively to ke- like catch people's glance, you couldn't go just look, look at it, you got to, you know, hit them or whatever the punishment may be. Rule- the time is like a punch in the arm, right? Yeah, 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 but rules varied. Some people played more extreme, I'm good with a little punch in the arm, haha, <laughs> gotcha. So anyways, this guy who was just drunk as shit came up behind us when we were sitting at the bar having a beer and goes, hey, guys, check this out. Or so, so, so he, he, he did it pretty creatively, but he hit us with it. I had not had that happen unt- since high school and blew our mind because nobody had seen that in the longest time. So anyways, after that, we're playing some pool. I've had a few beers at this point, and you know how it goes. You get enough fluid in the system. It's time to release the Kraken. So I head to the bathroom, and the bathroom in this bar is set up in a really weird way. Possibly the worst bathroom design I've ever seen. Um, Unless it's a ladies' room, because y'all have nothing but stalls. But in the men's room, usually, when you come in the door, you got sink, urinal, stalls. Bathrooms to take a dump. 
or pee sitting down if that's your thing. No judgment. But <laughs> so in this bathroom, when you walk in, the stalls are immediately next to the door and you have to walk past them and the sink to get the urinals. You got to go through like a little maze. Just take a pee pee. Why would you do that? So I'm walking into the bathroom and I see this very short man. He couldn't have been more than five foot two. He was short and he was also as wide as he was short, if that makes sense. He was a very round individual. Was it more like a bulky or was he like an overweight uh, round, would you say? I mean, he, I, I uh, both. Like a combination of the two. Like he was he was like a block. He was like a little block. I, I don't know how to describe it. A little offensive lineman or something? Yeah, could have been. I mean, obviously, you're too short for that, no matter how hard you can chop block somebody in the knees, but it is what it is. So anyways, I'm walking into the bathroom, and this guy is standing in the door of the first bathroom, the larger stall, the handicap stall. Obviously, if someone's in a wheelchair, they need more room to get in there. He's standing at the door of that, and I'm like, that's weird. And then as I'm walking past him, because he is so short, I just glance over his shoulder, quick glance, boom, boom. But I was so shocked by what I saw that it was like, it was like five or six. We did a few more, and I was like, oh, my God. This, <laughs> like a peeping town now. <laughs> this, I, I did. I felt like a pervert. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? But at the same time, I couldn't believe it. This guy had a hammer, man. It was... <laughs> A Louis, without getting too graphic, it was the large end of a Louisville slugger bat. It was insane. I was awestruck. And in that moment, I understood why he was standing so far back. Not to get too specific with you, but he was peeing from the door, and it was going in a perfect arc into the toilet. I know too much information. I was shocked. So you're just like in trance at this point. It's like you can't look away now. It's like you've seen it. So it's now you just you, you can't get away. No, I can't. I couldn't get away from it. It's <laughs> a, it was a train wreck in slow motion. I couldn't stop looking. So I, I'm laughing to myself. I go take a pee. I don't think he saw me like looking over his shoulder. Um, And I was like, I have to tell somebody about this. I can't just keep this to myself but how do you go out and tell a bunch of your dude friends hey you see that short man over there he is packing the clint eastwood dirty harry 44 magnum so this this thing was like just so glorious that it made an impact where you're like i have to tell people about this like, I, you can't even keep this to yourself at this point the, sweet derek this thing was so big <laughs> it it looked like at the point where you're like that's too big that's how big it was too big not like <laughs> You got a good one. It was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So this guy has two dilemmas. God, I'm going to sound like such a judgmental prick, but I don't care. Not only is he as short as he is wide, uh, a short little blocky fella. So he's really got to work some magic with the ladies, I would assume, and have a really good game, if you will. <laughs> but also, correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, that is not ideal. I feel like that is not ideal. Maybe for some it is. I feel like majority vote, not ideal. 
No, there's actually just uh, there's a gentleman called Jonah Falcon, uh, and he's been known to be the most endowed man in at least the U.S. And he's been on Howard Stern, and he has even said like it's a curse. It's it's a curse. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, oh god, we're really getting into dude talk here. So, I would assume it's similar to your to your height as a man. I'm six one. I'm comfortable with that. Like, that's cool. I it's it's all I've ever known. I had a growth spurt when I was a young teenager and shot up to like 5'11", got a couple more inches over the years, six one, boom. I don't know if I would really feel insecure, have beef about being short. I know there's some guys that do. Um, I'm also tall and fat, so like it kind of evens out. Maybe you could be short and jacked and then you win that scenario. So anyways. I go back out into the bar after this experience. I go up to my buddies and I'm like, guys, do you see that short guy standing over there? And he was like behind one of his buddies and behind a column in the bar. So now my friends are like moving around to see this guy. So he notices them looking at him. And they're like, oh, you mean that guy? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, he's staring over here now. And they're like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, now you got this guy's attention. And I was getting ready to tell you that he has a big Louisville slugger. And he's staring right at us. And right as I was about to answer them, the guy takes two fingers and goes like this and nods at me. (laughs) And I was like, and I just pointed at him and I was like, look, look at him. He's telling you all you need to know. And it and it was that'll haunt me forever. Did he walk with a confidence that you've never seen before either? I mean, he had to just probably strut it, dude, right after knowing that he's just like just, I mean, scarred you or either like, At this he, point I'm trying to was... stare at it as less as possible, so I do not know <laughs> what the imprint was like on the jeans. Good for you, buddy. I don't know what else to say. Oh my god. But yeah, I'll never forget that. It scarred me for life. So, sweet Derek, did you do your homework? Did you watch Ghost Dog? I have not yet watched that, no. We got to look up a clip, because I'm telling you, there's some gold in there. I I will say, I believe, if you look up a a synopsis, the story is a bit generic, because it's like, I I think he is, uh, or he was like a kid from a, a a poor area raised on the streets and stuff. And he was mentored by somebody who kind of taught him how to be an assassin. And then he became some kind of mob assassin. They turned on him. He went ghost dog on them. And the rest is history. 86% on rotten tomato. You have to watch this and tell me about it. Shout I, out. I love how stoked you are about this movie. Dude. Shout out to ghost dog <laughs> because it's such a deep cut. I'm telling you, the fact Nick is the second person on the planet Earth who has legitimately known the movie Ghost Dog. Like, that is like the movie previously at the back of Blockbuster or ho- or Hollywood Video. I had a Hollywood Video right down the street from me. Shout out Hollywood Video and Blockbuster RIP. Put up the little gravestones. Poor guys. But that's the movie that, like, when you really... I watched a lot of movies. I watched a lot of movies. I, and I had like the little, they had some little monthly like members pass where you could just go in and you had unlimited, but you could only, I think, rent six at a time and then you had to take more back. So I watched a lot of movies. So this is one. And the funny thing is, 
this isn't one that I just randomly picked up and was like, oh, I'll watch this. I was going to diesel school at CSN. CSN, shout out CSN, all you sweet little dreamers getting associate's degrees there. Um, CSN was cool. I, I went to the Cheyenne campus, and I was doing, this was after I had done a year at UNLV, and I decided it wasn't what I wanted to do. I did uh, do the the trade program at CSN for working on diesel, and it was cool. I like working on shit. Um, I ended up being an electrician, and I'm fine with that because we get paid more than they do. But uh, so anyways, when I was in that school, I went to school with a guy who was from Tennessee named Amos Eichner. Shout out, Amos. If you ever see this, I swear to God, get into touch with me, bro. I haven't talked to you in years. But he, we had homework that we had to do. It, honestly, it was pretty legitimate homework and it was pretty hard we were doing like electrical wiring diagrams for a specific uh circuit on a truck and we were hanging out and we went to get a couple movies and he was like oh man we gotta watch ghost dog this this movie is sick and it's got four wicker and, da, 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 da. and i had no idea what it was about it was super duper cheap it, it was it was everything you thought it would be from a b movie from forrest whitaker it followed a predictable plot line uh, he did some slightly corny things, waving his gun around like a sword and pretending to be a ninja. I think he was quoting like Sun Tzu and, Wait, and stuff so throughout the movie. So he calls himself a samurai, but he never uses a sword? So he's using it's implied that the gun is his sword. So like, and, 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 no, some, and some guys, uh, and some guys who are like special operators and stuff. I mean, it's a more metaphorical thing. They, they aren't like, this is my sword, but it's like you call your rifle your sword because that's the weapon you're taking into battle. But it is weird. See if you can find a clip on YouTube. He literally fling, 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 like waves the gun around. I think you showed that in the first episode of the podcast. Hilarious, though. Um, but yeah, it's just a B movie, but it's one that you'd never heard of it. I guarantee you every single person watching this video, I swear to God, shout out Ghost Dog. If you watch this video and you've seen Ghost Dog, put a comment down there. I need to know how many people on the planet have experienced this because either that 86% on Rotten Tomatoes is legitimate, we need to know how many reviews there are, or there's just a small, deep-cut faction of Forrest Whitaker fans who are propping up the score on Rotten Tomatoes for Ghost Dog. It's not horrible. It's not a terrible movie, but it's like, it's nothing to write home about. It's... If you like Forrest Whitaker, you'll enjoy the movie, and it is a little corny. And I, I like I said, I believe that's one of those ones that uh, Riza from Wu Tang Clan, shout out Wu Tang Clan, uh, one of the movies that he produced. And like I said, some of those I think are really cool. They are even even for I suppose lower budget movies, I think they're really well done. And I think he has enough of a a fan base that uh, they make enough money for him to continue doing that, or at least I would hope so. He's a pretty cool guy. And he and he's done like a sh there's another guy who's just done a ton of cameos in different movies is is Riza. He's been in a ton of movies. Well, bouncing off that, since Ghost Dog is a pretty rare scene and watched movie, let's get into our bit how we I pull up an obscure movie for Uncle Kyle and then he creates his own plot. So here I'm pulling up the movie called The Jacket. Have you seen that movie? I want to say no. I feel like. I know who's in it and that it's an Adrian Brody movie. And just from the title, I like, I think like, cause what year was it? What year was it put out? Uh, so 2005. And okay. The main so that's a while ago, but, but basically I, th I remember like from the, 
the poster, he was like in a straight jacket or the trailer. At some point, he ended up in a straight jacket. Yes, and it's Adrian Brody. So if you, if you had to guess what the plot was to that movie, lay it on us. What would the plot be? Oh, God. Was that a stinker? Was that like a, a, a horror movie that didn't do well in the theater? It was like a horror movie, right? Or is it more suspense? It's a more suspense thriller. I would say audience liked it, but the actual like reviewers forty four percent. But audience score seventy three. So I would say it's generally a liked movie in the realm of a common uh, audience member. Yeah, because a- Adrian he Adrian Brody did that movie the the pian the pianist the pianist that was uh, he was Correct. a um was he was he Jewish in that movie? It was dirt. It was set in World War Two, but he was like trying to escape. He was Polish or something, and that's like you know the the. Like, he's, like, a deep actor. Like, he does those roles that are, like, period pieces, deep emotional pieces where you're portraying a character that's going through something, like, crazy. Like, I mean, and and, and that actually happened. Um, God. So Why would he be? Co-starring in his Am I right about a straight jacket? You are. So that is on the main cover. So he's in a straight jacket, and it's, like, little pictures of, like, him and Kira Knightley. So now we got to figure out how he ended up in a straight jacket. With Kira Knightley, which I mean, sometimes I gotta say, her acting could make me go crazy and not in a good way. Shout out Pirates of the Caribbean. She's probably like mad rich off of that. God, I I, I honestly don't know. You're gonna have to tell me. You're gonna have to tell me. I I can't even make a guess. So why would you think that he would be in a, a straight jacket? Like if you were thinking because you're in a because you're in a mental in institution. Okay, so it's like he, a mental patient, and Kira Knight. This this is another thing where it's just like it's it's we've seen this story a million times. He's a patient. She's the doctor. He he romantically seduces her with his craziness, and she helps him escape the jacket, and they live happily ever after. Tell me what Tell me what happened. I'm going to be so disappointed in myself right now. Yeah, so Adrian Brody plays a Gulf War veteran who can't explain why he's been found at the scene of a murder, ordered to a mental hospital. Jack is subjected to Dr. Thomas Becker's unusual treatment plan, which involves mysterious injections, sensory deprivation, and confinement in a straitjacket. Mm. Locked away on his own... Jack discovers he can travel to the future where he's compelled to help a one-time acquaintance and investigate his own fate. So it's a time travel movie. Boom. I never would have got that ever. (laughs) And how horrible would be like being in a straight jacket. Okay. People in the comments, which would you rather have not have arms or no legs, no arms, no legs. I got to say, it would probably be difficult, but I'm going to have to be team no legs. What, <laughs> what would you do, sweet Derek? Dude, that's so hard, dude. But I, I'm probably going to go, mm, I don't know. They, they both suck, uh, but I think I'd rather have my arms. Yeah, because how are you going to wipe your ass with your feet? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Then you have to learn how to eat like a chimp with your feet. Like, are you allowed to get prosthetics, though? Can you get like robot arms or something in place? Or are you just Yes, you can have it? current robot arms that are currently <laughs> dog shit. Like, they don't have anything oh, where it's like... Some of them are good. Dude. No, none, none that are fluid like this. Like, I'm not even an athlete or anything, but look at me. I'm all over the fucking place. You're not doing this with a current robot arm. They don't have that kind of technology yet. What if they do one day, though, then you're like, a that would be amazing. If you could have super arms, then I'm absolutely going to go ahead and say, take the arms. Give me the jacks from Mortal Kombat <laughs> arms. And we and yes, yes. 
I draw the line at the eyes. You know, I gotta say, if we're in a cyberpunk type situation where you can really like auto zone yourself, I gotta say, like the eyes, that's a last resort. Like if we're gonna go blind, I guess give me the robotronics, but So to bounce off that then would you like would you like super like robot arms or super robot legs? Mmm. Mmm. See, that's a tough one because like I... fast or you wanna be strong. Mmm. I would love to be able to jump just insanely right, high. Right, and you could just be like, be I'm going out on an adventure, and you just go ching, 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 and then you're just running straight up a mountain. or <laughs> like, And you can always like superhero land, and the, the legs have shock absorbers in them so you don't get destroyed when you hit the landing. Oh, that would be amazing. I think you're going to go with legs then. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. If I had to pick one or the other, but I'm saying in a, in a perfect universe where there is crazy robotic prosthetics, if I had to choose between losing my arms and my legs, I'd lose the arms. Ooh, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock it in. Lose the arms. Keep human legs. Um, get big ones. Get ones that have like a rocket launcher that Tony Stark's <laughs> out of it. Like, I don't know. We're going to go crazy. <laughs> And if and if the podcasting thing works out, we could just have one that have the have the SM7B just come right out of the forearm. You're like, what's up, guys? This is Uncle Kyle on the go. Since sci-fi is coming even more of a reality, what do you think about the whole Elon Musk putting those Neuralink chips in your brain? Like, how do you feel about that? Are you against that for that? If people want to do that, you're welcome to do that. And I respect that in your mind you believe that you are advancing society and providing vital data to the richest person in the world on your brain. Would I ever do it? Abso-fucking-lutely not. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Now... I will say this, if there was a if there was a possibility, a scenario in which it could be like an altered carbon, have you watched that on Netflix? I have not, but I think there's just so many movies and shows that have there's a Black Mirror episode too where like your phone now is No, 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 but I'm 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 telling you you have to watch Altered Carbon, shout out Altered Carbon on Netflix, great show. I think they canceled it. They did I think they did at least two seasons, possibly a third, but it was cool. So basically in that show, you have what is called we'll edit that out a stack at the at the base of your neck that is essentially depending on your belief system your soul or your non-physical being like you could essentially be downloaded into different bodies so in that respect rich people could just live forever because you wear out the body you just get plugged into a new one yeah, it was two seasons until it got canceled. Yeah. But it's plugging. So you're just taking your consciousness and plugging it into a different, like, body. Yeah, like, and then the rich people bodies. had, like, crazy. Uh, they would have, like, and, and literally in one episode, it's a husband and a wife, and they fight each other to the death. And then the victor gets a better sleeve. They call them sleeves. The bodies are sleeves. And the loser gets a lesser one. So there's, like, it's like a gamble, but they don't die. But also, I feel like... Somehow in there, like, you're going to feel the pain of someone stabbing you or choking you to death. Like, it's probably not great. Um, But, yeah, I would never, circling back to the Elon, no. No. Because I feel like somehow, if they are in your brain, then there can be a control. 
and I will not be controlled that way. I would rather die. Wow, this is actually a fun fact about that show. It says this series is known to cost more than the total budget of the first three seasons of Game of Thrones. Netflix actually threw $5 billion at that contest. Oh, not my bad. God, I did not know that. That is an expensive <laughs> show, but it is really cool. I, I would, like I said, I'm pretty sure it got canceled, but I would recommend it. It was cool it is very graphic and violent so if you are not into that sort of thing i would say that is not for you but if you don't mind that if you watch game of thrones this is this is fine you'll be fine you've seen it all if you've seen the game of thrones there's all kinds of horrible shit in there so so if they got to a point where you can transfer your consciousness into like robots would you also do that no 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 No. in in my mind we are not meant to live forever the whole purpose of being alive, the whole essence of your mortality is the fact that you are going to die at some point. So that's what makes shit important. Birthdays, deaths, births, marriages, anniversaries, holidays. That's what makes shit important because you know that there is a finite amount of them. So you have to take advantage of it. If you knew you were going to live forever, and that's the whole basis of the... Altered Carbon show is in the first season, this ultra, I believe they're like the, uh, like, like, the, like the Rockefellers of the future. Like they're the, the most ultra rich people. Cause surely there's somebody more rich than Elon. They're just in the shadows. Like that's a shadow oh, person yeah, well for sure. That a lot of people actually just don't want to be on the Forbes list cause they don't want people to know. Yeah, they don't. That, that, that is, that is ultra as Joe Rogan would put it ultra fuck you money. Like you're at a whole nother level at that point. Um, but it, but so anyways, in the show, should I spoil it? You should watch it. That's just that just that just ties into it. Be uh, clearly, if you if if you can move your consciousness from body to body, bodies probably cost money. So ipso facto, if you are rich, you can live forever. Um, but like it, that's the problem with in my mind. I wouldn't know from experience, people, but that's the problem in my mind with being ultra wealthy. Is you you do everything. And then everything isn't exciting anymore. And then you got to find other some things to dabble in that will get you going again, which yeah, is just, ins- yeah, like, I don't want to live that way. Like, fuck that. That's the whole part of life is that you struggle and you work and, and you earn things. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you just, you will it and you make it happen either way. Cool. Yeah, but that, but that's part of life. That's what makes life worth living. If you could just have it all. What's the fucking point? That's like using cheat codes. I remember like PlayStation, PlayStation 2. You put in all the cheat codes, and sure, it's fun to just blow everything up and not have to risk dying. But at a certain point, you're like, well, this isn't fun anymore because there's no risk. Risk is everything. Risk is everything. No, I agree. I've done that, too. It's when you have when you have no um, actually control over what it's doing, and it's just it gets stale and boring, and there's no risk because you're just like, oh, I could just run around and do whatever I want in this game, and there's no like pushback. Long story short, throw a little vanilla in your life, people. You need to you need to just be normal and boring sometimes, and then other times you can be but spicy to, in whatever way you really care to. I have to ask you a fun question. All right, Let's hit me, see, Daddy. If you were a billionaire, if you were a billionaire, what is some of the crazy out-of-the-box stuff that you'd want to do or like and think of, whether it be real or non-real? Like, would you get jetpacks and fly around in the ocean? Would you go to space? Like, what are some of the crazy things you'd do? Um, to to, to be perfectly honest with you, and people are going to say I'm full of shit, I guarantee you everybody's going to be like, oh, he's a liar. But honestly, if I was that, if I was like, 
I wouldn't have to even be Elon rich. If I, if I was a billionaire, I'm spending so much money just helping people. Like I would literally just try to help as many people as I could. Now, am I going to buy myself some dope shit? Absolutely. I'm going to have a couple of, couple of cool cars and a nice house. And, but, but like, I'm not going to have a nice house in Las Vegas and a nice house in Paris and a nice house in the fucking Hamptons. Like, no, I don't need all of that shit. Like I'm going to have a nice house and a couple nice things and the rest of the money. I just want to help people. Like I want to take care of people. That's the way I was raised. My, my, uh, my parents, my mother who passed a couple years ago, rest in peace, mama. Um, and my dad and, and, and by extension, uh, my, my grandparents on both sides, they like to help people. That's just the way we were raised. Like you're, if you have the ability to help someone, whether it be showing up for them and making them know that they're seen or helping people out financially or just just being there just being a good friend like that's just the way i was raised and is it always rewarding and easy to take care of people and to be selfless no but if there's any other way to live i don't know how to do it and life isn't always fun but i gotta say like just going to sleep at night and knowing that i'm not a huge piece of shit is enough for me so wise words there from uncle kyle Uncle Kyle's Wisdom Corner. Welcome. I'll be your host. Just the two of us. I'm going to fill your ears full of motivation and positive thinking. And if you go to sleep to this, that's fine too. Just let the recording play all the way through so we can get the retention. And we love you so much. Like and subscribe and share. We're having a good time though, buddy. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Naturals Pod. Please remember to follow us on your Twitter and Instagram accounts at The Naturals Pod. Do you have what it takes to join the Natty Nation? Like and subscribe to find out.